0: Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. The
1: Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So, why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your
2: podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring.
1: We're currently gearing up for Season 3 of Encyclopedia Womanica. In the meantime, we're mixing things up, bringing back some of our favorite episodes in many week-long-ish themes. Our current theme is storytellers. Stay tuned for a brand new season coming in September. Thanks for listening! This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Macy's. In 1976, the U.S. government introduced Black History Month to honor the achievements and cultural richness of the African-American community, something Macy's is passionate about throughout February and year-round. You can shop Black-owned businesses available at Macy's at macys.com honors. And head to that link to find a range of charities that empower Black youth. It's just one way Macy's is committed to infusing inclusivity in everything they do. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today, we're talking about a woman who covered many of the biggest conflicts of the 20th century. Throughout her six-decade-long career, she was a fearless, fast-talking journalist and novelist who did whatever it took to get the story. Her approach of centering everyday people, rather than the elite, provided a missing and much-needed take on the news. Let's talk about Martha Gellhorn. Martha Gellhorn was born in St. Louis, Missouri on November 8, 1908, to Edna and George Gellhorn. Martha's mother was an outspoken suffragist and her father a gynecologist. As the daughter of progressive parents, Martha was exposed to activism from a young age. When she was seven years old, her mother brought her to the Golden Lane demonstration a women's suffrage rally at the 1916 Democratic National Convention in St. Louis. Her parents emphasized fact and candor, so much so that Martha's father pulled her out of a convent school she was attending when he discovered the nuns were covering up educational pictures of the female body in anatomy textbooks. Martha was then enrolled at a much more liberal private school that her mother co-founded. She graduated in 1926. Following in her mother's footsteps, Martha attended Bryn Mawr College. She studied French for a year before leaving in 1927 to pursue her passion, a career in journalism. Martha first put her talents to work at the New Republic magazine, before becoming a crime reporter in Albany, New York. In 1930, Martha took her talents abroad. She secured a spot on the Holland-American ship line destined for Europe by writing a brochure for the company. She traveled throughout the continent, working odd jobs here and there to finance her adventures. While in Paris, Martha met French philosopher Bertrand de Jouvenel. He was in the midst of a divorce, so the two never officially married, but they presented as husband and wife. He returned to St. Louis with her in 1932 and accompanied her across the American Southwest in her role as a reporter for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Martha's love of writing extended into fiction. At the age of 25, she published her first novel, What Mad Pursuit. It tells the story of three friends who leave college prematurely to explore the meaning of life. In their travels, they find themselves in the middle of many sexual affairs. Although the book fell flat among critics, the story can be used as a quasi-accurate account of Martha's life before she was an acclaimed war correspondent. It was around that same time that Martha was hired by Harry Hopkins, a top official in the Roosevelt administration, as the youngest of 16 reporters to document the impact of the Great Depression. Her candid findings told the stories of Americans across the South experiencing extreme poverty, sickness, and malnutrition. Martha's profound writing earned her an invitation to the White House from Eleanor Roosevelt. The two became fast friends. Martha temporarily resided at the White House, serving as the First Lady's confidant and advisor on the First Lady's correspondence duties. In 1936, two years after her separation from Bertrand, Martha met one of her literary heroes, Ernest Hemingway, at a bar in Key West, Florida. The two immediately hit it off, and the couple traveled to Spain to cover the Spanish Civil War for Collier's Weekly. With just a backpack and $50 in her pocket, Martha's reporting on the war accelerated her journalism career. After being exposed to fascism during a 1934 trip to Nazi Germany, Martha aligned fervently with the democratically elected Republican government in opposition to Francisco Franco's fascist party she was deeply affected by the Republicans' loss in 1939. Martha and Ernest Hemingway married in November of 1940 and spent their years together covering war stories with brief respites at a villa in Cuba. The marriage was contentious, as Hemingway wanted a demure, dutiful wife, and Martha was a brazen maverick who sought adventure. During their years together, Martha covered the rise of Hitler, Russia's war against Finland, the German bombing of London, and China's retreat from the Japanese invasion. Martha's journalism embodied her belief that journalism equaled truth, and the truth would inspire people. She felt it her responsibility to limit her reporting to what she actually observed, and she was not going to miss out on any opportunity to witness history. In 1944, The Collier Weekly hired Hemingway alone to cover the arrival of American, British, and Canadian forces on the Normandy beaches on D-Day. Despite the snub, Martha hid in a hospital ship bathroom and impersonated a stretcher bearer in order to reach the action. She was the only woman to land on the beach that day. Martha's writing was distinctive. She wrote about how war affected the average soldier instead of profiling lieutenants and generals. One of her most notable pieces of journalism is Martha's firsthand account of the Allies' liberation of Dachau concentration camp prisoners. It was one of the most searing reports of the Nazi extermination camps. Martha and Hemingway's relationship was tumultuous. She left him in 1945 after a heated argument in a London hotel. She was the only one of his four wives to divorce him. Martha was determined that her status as Hemingway's wife should not receive more recognition than her journalistic accomplishments. She didn't want to be a footnote in his life, but rather the protagonist of her own. Following their split and the conclusion of World War II, Martha traveled around the world. She had decided she could no longer live in the U.S. because she viewed her native country as unnecessarily exerting domineering power over others. In 1949, Martha adopted a son from Italy who she named George Alexander Gelhorn. She raised George as a single mother, using the money she earned writing articles for various women's magazines. Martha married again in 1954, this time to T.S. Matthews, a former Time Magazine editor. The two lived together in London, but traveled often and eventually divorced in 1963. Married life was not for Martha. It bored her. Well into her 50s and 60s, Martha reported for the Atlantic Monthly and the London Guardian, covering the Vietnam War, the Nicaraguan Contras, and the Arab-Israeli conflict. In 1966, she flew to Vietnam to cover the war, and her criticism of the American use of force resulted in the South Vietnamese government banning her from returning to the country. In failing health at the age of 81, Martha covered the U.S. invasion of Panama. Due to a defective cataract operation, her eyesight became restricted and she could no longer see the keys on her typewriter. Even so, she felt called to continue covering issues she felt were most important. When she was 87 years old, she brought attention to the immense poverty and prevalence of homeless children in Brazil. In 1995, Martha retired. She spent her remaining years in London and Wales. Martha took her own life at the age of 89 on February 15, 1998, after battling years of liver and ovarian cancer. Martha pioneered a spot on the front lines for generations of female writers. She acted without fear and demanded equal treatment in the field. She combined the skills of a journalist and novelist to vividly and remarkably portray the news of the 20th century. All month, we're talking about journalists. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: With Conair Girl Bomb, Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Right here, right now.
2: Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now right rug flooring
0: hey have you ever used cheapo air
2: for years and i really like it with cheapo air you can book online use their app or even over the phone they've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations they're my go-to for travel planning and if you join their club miles program you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel Book on the app and you get double points.
0: Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air.
2: Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.